Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Professional Fins Up Podcast. I am your host, Terry, and I'm joined by my handsome colleague, as always, that man from Sutherland, Dan. How you doing, Dan? Feeling extra professional tonight, Terry. Got my suit and tie on for those not uh, not watching. Yeah, type in clips. We're, we're, we're going good here. Um, this is legit. I'm doing good, mate, despite the, um, the horrible weekend we had to endure. I'm feeling pretty good about things. How about yourself? Very optimistic today, um, and I'll get into why I'm optimistic. But um, yeah, look, I, uh, I, I, I there's a level of confidence about me, um, and I just want to talk about it. You just want to talk. You want to talk confidently. You want to talk happily. I do. But let's start with the unhappiness. The Cronulla Southern Sharks lost to the North Queensland Cowboys, thirty-two points to thirty, given the North Queensland Cowboys. The weekend off, uh, and they get to host the game at that beautiful new stadium up in Townsville. And Dan, it almost feels like an opportunity lost. Definitely feels like an opportunity lost. Now, I actually didn't see the game and have no memories of it, good or bad, so that's a good thing. No, we we discussed on the Outlaws that our title chances have taken a humongous hit. As a result, we were gifted an easy, you know, there's no easy games this time of year, but an easier Run to the final, uh, the grand final. We could have stayed in Sydney. I think we still do, but we still do. Yeah, it, we still stay. But we would have had a week off, which would have been nice. We wouldn't have met Penrith till the the big dance, which would have been nice. And more importantly, we would have stopped the Cowboys having a dream run in, which at this stage is very important. So we certainly did ourselves a huge disservice, mate. That is true. Well, that's the important part of it. Now we'd go to the other side of the draw uh, with the week off. We'd be playing the winner of Parramatta and. Uh, Canberra. Canberra. Yeah. The reason why that is so significant is they're two big teams that are going to belt the absolute bejesus out of each other this weekend, and then go up to you know they've got to play play the Cowboys, which they had you know you want that opportunity. Whereas we now have to go and play the South Sydney team, who put a lot of effort into beating their arch rivals um, in a very very spiteful game, and you're you know. Your reward for that is we have to travel out west and play the Panthers. Exactly, you don't want to play them. I have a feeling they'll host at Combank too, so... Uh, it's, it's it's at a call. It's at Homebush. Oh, gotcha. Well, it's going to be a very Penrith-dominated crowd regardless. They're rabid at the moment. Yeah, look, we, we've, you know, it is what it is. got to beat everyone, I suppose, overall. But looking back, I can't think of anyone other than the Panthers themselves last year that, that did it the hard way. I think I know we went through. I know Melbourne went through. After that, I can't really remember who won the premiership. It's not really important. But the last few years, I can't think of a team that's gone through and won after losing in round one. Well, I mean, the whole the whole thing where it gets jaded in, in that circumstance there is the McIntyre system when it chopped and changed. But that's true. You're right. Just thinking now, like the the Rabbitohs, um, they won twenty. Oh, the North Queensland Cowboys twenty fifteen would be another one. Oh, there you go. They lost, they lost to the Broncos and then beat the Broncos. So maybe a little bit of history repeating itself. Then maybe we lose to the Cowboys and I'll beat them. Look, it happens, but it doesn't happen often. It's I don't think it's beyond the realms to say that we've made it difficult for ourselves. But in saying that, everyone said that we had a weak draw coming in. Now, it doesn't get more, much more difficult than the Cowboys, South Penrith, which get us battle-hardened for the grand final. So that's a positive spin. It is. Now, before we get into the game, this is the most frustrating part because... In 2015, the North Queensland Cowboys knocked us out of the competition and went all the way 
to the grand final and won it. In 2017, they knocked us out of the competition and went all the way to the grand final and lost. And it feels like in 2022, they've now knocked us off our opportunity and, and you know, they're giving themselves the red-hot crack to get into the grand final. Whereas, as you said, we've got the most difficult route to do it. Um, there was a lot to like about this game um, in the fact that it was high, you know, highly entertaining, very frustrating. There was a lot to hate about the game as well. Yep. Um, now, I know we don't like to question him on here too often, Dan, but do you think in your heart of heart that Sir Fitz got not only a selection wrong, but some of his bench rotations wrong as well? I do. Now, I'm absolutely low to bag the great man, but I am. The Will Kennedy thing annoys me to this day. And the Andrew Fafita thing annoys me probably twice as much. You know, Fafita is not a big-minute player, with all due respect, but he is by far the most experienced player, and he scored the most important try in the club's history. It's got to clamp something. Now, he's come on during the week, and he's dominated. He's forced two errors. He's made 40-something metres in three runs, busted like three or four tackles. I think he may have even got an offload or shut an offload down. I remember him doing something real good that I remember ticking in my head. Then he came off, and I thought, oh, okay, I would give him another five minutes. And then towards the end, I'm thinking, when's Fafita coming back on? Then when we went to extra time, I'm like, well, Fafita's going to come on five minutes here, and then we'll rest whoever, and they'll come on for the last five. And then when it went to Golden Point, I'm like, well, do we get another substitute? If you do, I'm bringing Fafita on. You only need one run. 30 metres up the middle, we saw it from Tamalolo. That's all it took, one run and one quick play the ball, field goal, you win the game. I think he butchered that. I, you know, I, I don't think he got his rotation of his forwards right. I thought, look, I thought Dale Finucane had probably his worst game of his Shark career. Kept knocking the ball on. You know, he, he's rusty, but you have to play Dale Finucane. I'm not going to hold that against. It just wasn't his best game. Probably the best player in the park this Saturday night. But going back to Will Kennedy, mate, we said during the week we probably would have gone with Lockie Miller. We understand why Kennedy was picked. He was picked for those wraparound plays. I can't remember one. Now, he did score two tries. But any fullback worth of salt would have scored those tries. What Lachlan Miller would not have done was stand and watch a, you know, a pretty pretty decent origin halfback, but not the quickest bloke in the world, run through a gap and almost say, after you, sir, please score under the sticks, which is what Will Kennedy did when Tom Dearden busted through. That's unforgivable, mate, and I'm very, very surprised that he's been named this weekend. If we had anyone that could play fullback on the bench or, or any movement we could have made, I would have hooked him because that effort, in quotation marks, was disgusting. Yeah, now, going on to some forums, I've seen people give Will Kennedy some points in their 3-2-1s, and it sort of makes me scratch my head. The other the other uh, selection that made me scratch my head, and I know it's like oblivious hindsight because he injured his knee in the New South Wales Cup game before, but picking Connor Tracy, a big part utility player who has no real positioning first-grade football on the wing in a semi-finals game, compared to Matthew Pavalu, is something that I just can't get my head around now. Someone said to me the other day, or oh, the reason why they didn't pick uh, Ikevalu is because he's coming back from injury. That's a crock of shit. Ikevalu played three of the last four games for us, and against Newcastle, he played 65 out of 80 minutes. The only reason why he had 15 minutes off is because he copped a head knock. Yeah. So he wasn't coming back from the injury, and he was in great form. And in that 15 minutes that he missed out, he played 65 minutes, made 190 metres. So this, I know I know people turn around and say, Contrast is all hard, he's all effort, he gets the ball and he runs really hard. He's not a winger. No, we saw that he's not a winger because 
any winger, again, I think Ikevalu scores that try on half time. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the moments in the game where you probably you look at it and you go, Jesus, like, you know, if we could just have that back. He tried to he tried to pick the ball up. You know, all you have to do is just put his hands on it. Mm-hmm. Just put a finger on it. That ball's on the ground, stick a finger on it. It's dry. It's down on pressure. Then you've got the incident with uh, Valentine Holmes. Now, on first effort, I thought, Great effort from Connor Tracy. He batted the ball dead. I don't know why it's going upstairs. And then he seen him wrap that arm around Valentine Holmes. And that's when you're in a lot of trouble. Now, the video referee could have done us a solid favour and awarded a penalty try instead of sim binning. But instead, he, um, you know, he did sim binning. Um, and I think, looking back at it now, absolutely the right play because there was no guarantee Holmes was going to score because Connor Tracy was there at the same time mm-hmm. as him. Um, Jesse Ramian absolutely fluffed his line. I've seen people turn around and say Val took a dive. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if Val took a dive, he was impeded. He did take a dive, though, I want to get that on record. And he did come out today and say that he didn't take a dive, which pretty much says to me that he did dive. Please go on. Look, he did tread on Jesse Ramian's foot, but when you tread on someone's foot, you don't fall over like that. No, no Ramian shouldn't have been there. It's completely but, his fault. Yeah, so he Ramian overran Nico Hines, so at that point in time, they, he had to step back in field. Yeah. Um, the biggest one for mine is the lack of game management that we have, and it's coming back to bite us more and more. You know, you and I turned around and said, we saw it in the, the Sharks women's grand final. All they had to do is they had some game management. You know, we've got a premiership there. If we had some game management, we are in a prelim. Mm-hmm. And five minutes to go, Blake Braley throwing a crash ball to Dale Finucane on the line is not game management. And there is nothing more predictable in rugby league than the Sharks being three metres out from their line and Blake Braley trying to crash ball. Set it up. They should have gone two passes in, set it up. And Nico should have rolled it in for a set of six. It was yeah. you know, or get caught, or get tackled in the corner, whatever. Make him go ninety-five meters. Well, take the field goal now. Four minutes and thirty seconds out, we're, we're attacking on their line, and we're thirty meters out from it. And we went left, and Nico put a ball up. Brother, you've got to take the field goal. Yeah, I was very surprised we did, and I thought, okay, maybe it's queuing the rack too early. That's, you know, it sets a, a precedent. You know, maybe it gets everyone thinking, okay, game's over, we need to defend here. But it might have broken the Cowboys' back. I just, look, we made some wrong decisions. I think Nico, who from mine was the best player in the park, you know, he kept us in it. I think if Nico Hines was, was off that game, then we lose that considerably. But in saying that, I think his inexperience showed. Again, this is a first-year halfback, so we're not expecting him to be, you know, Pete Cooper-Cronk, Joey Johns, Jonathan Thurston. He'll be better for it. Absolutely, and we saw him shattered after the game, which is bad and as cruel as this is going to sound. I like to see because we've seen teams lose grand finals or lose finals and be up laughing and, ah, well, what are you going to do? Nico was hurting, which says to me that his life is about Cronulla Sharks at the moment, which means he's going to do everything within his beautiful body and self to be better next week and get us to that prelim. So, you know, I, I think there was some some inexperience there. I don't think Moylan is the half when you're trying to ice a game. I think he, I think if you're chasing a game, Moylan's a good player to have because we saw him run that overlap where he went left and it led to Kennedy's first try. You could see it coming. Moylan points at Nico and goes, go, 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 go. They have the overlap. Ronaldo's through. Kennedy scores untouched. Brilliant. That was all Moylan. Now, 
Hines threw the pass, but Moylan saw it. And there was another play later on. Can't remember exactly, but it was very similar. You saw Moylan and Nico go, and Moylan was pointing. All him. But if you're up by four, Matt Moylan's not the player you want because you can't kick to the Lions. He's always trying to do something. So, yeah, we, as you said, we fluffed it, mate. It, it was always going to bite us. The more moments, the field goal in uh, the first half of Golden Point. Now, I saw a screenshot today when we took that. It was tackle two. And there was 25 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, there we probably needed to take another hit up. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to say in hindsight. I think it was set, and he was going to take the kick. Yeah, 25 seconds. You could have got one more. Maybe forced a you know a lay all over him penalty, but they made they put the whistle away in the last few minutes, which which I fully respect. I think we got away with a crusher that was a dead set penalty too because they didn't want to give the game on a penalty. But um, I know you're going to bring it up soon, so I won't mention right now. And the final moment of mine that was very perplexing, now when it went into extra time, not golden point, when it went into extra time, we won the toss and Nico elected to run with the breeze at our back first. That's a rookie mistake. If there's a breeze like that that's so significant, you take it in the second half. That's because fair. if you could chase the field goal, you don't want to be chased up with the wind in your face. That that is very true. My thinking, playing devil's advocate, that they wanted to go up by point and just defend their way to victory, which I can understand. But again, in hindsight, you want to run with the wind when it matters most, which is the second half. Yeah. Now the controversial point is a lot of the fifty fifty calls they they went against us. And I understand that, but they weren't wrong calls. The only call from Iron on the night that was dubious was the Pedigiku putting the ball behind Matt Moylan's foot, which got him the penalty down the other end for them to score the try. Now, there's, there's two parts to this. One, Pedigiku was not square. He was off the mark, and he stuck the ball behind Moylan's foot. If that's 10 minutes into the game, that's called a bad play of the ball by Pedigiku. Mm-hmm. But they're down by six points. There's a minute 30 to go. If the video, if the the bunker turns around then and there and says, "Bad play the ball by Peter Hickey, game over. Yes. It's honestly game over. We slow the game down so much, and the the Cowboys just don't have any other option. Second point to this is game management again. The Cowboys kick the ball up the field. Talakai makes the intercept um, that he didn't get. They go in. Every tackle that we made, we had to slow the play down. Now, not give penalties away, but the Cowboys were fighting to get up. Just hold them. Now, on the play the ball before Jason Tamalolo, there were seven seconds left. As they went to play the ball, someone just needed to kick the ball out of their hands. Yeah, spot on. Give the way a penalty. doesn't matter. Like, yes. Give the, to set yourself up, because you can see we were shot. Yeah. You, you can absolutely see we were shot. So, I mean, don't make it blatant that you're going to get Simbin, but as you can see him going to play the ball, just stick your foot in the way. Yeah, yeah, just um, be one of those 50-50 forces. Look, there were three or four opportunities we had to win the game. That said, the Cowboys had the same opportunities, and it just... I think if it injury, uh, extra time rather was 20 minutes either way, I don't think there's a point scored. Both teams completely put the ball under their arm and just tackled. Both teams were playing for golden point, it looked like. And ultimately, yeah. it came down to a coin toss, which, you know, is the difference between us and a prelim. Yeah, and uh, now the other thing as well is that going into the golden point extra time, we hadn't made an error for about 20 minutes. We made two in that there, and that brought our completion rate down. The Cowboys can make an error 
at all, and their completion rate went up. So it finished at 82% of the Cowboys, 80% of Cronulla. I think if we had had that 85% completion rate, we'd win the game. We made some silly unforced errors. Now, here's a big stat for you, though. We had 792 kicking metres, and Nico Hines had 751. Mm-hmm. Which, to mine, says that he's not getting enough help, he's not getting enough protection, he's doing everything. He had the three try assists, and as you said, if he didn't play, we're absolutely smoked. An interesting point here, though, people said that the Cowboys forwards dominated us, and they had you know the better of the, the runs and the, the territory. We had we were averaging ten point two four meters per run to the Cowboys nine point two one. So our forwards were actually doing the job and our backs were doing the job. And a lot of their stats are jaded by the fact that Peter Hiku ran for three hundred and twenty meters. Other than that, I thought our forwards were really really good. What there's a, there's an alarming thing for mine though is that neither of our starting props played over well, played half a game, and our two bench props combined. Played less than a half of football. Yeah, I, I really think they got the rotation wrong. I know the the urge is to play Wade Graham in the middle. With the greatest respects of Wade, I wouldn't be worried about his minutes this weekend. If he plays 25, I'm okay with that. You know, Ken McInnes, as much as you joke in the dams, is a wrecking ball at the moment. You know, Toby Rudolph had one of the best games of his life. That try was, was brilliant. It's a shame he knocked the ball on later on because a lot of people were talking about that like he hadn't been the best player on the park up to that stage. So, yeah, look, I, I think Hamlin Newelli played it off. Fafita was great when he was on. I just – I don't feel like their minutes were enough and their impact. I, I just I – just, if I was allowed one change, I would have bought Fafita back on for that extra time because I just feel like he lifts everyone even when he's on there. They're like, all right, Fafita's going to get us home. Okay, this isn't 2016 Andrew Fafita anymore. You know, it's not even 2018 Andrew Fafita. But we saw him that. He was in there. He was smashing blokes. He forced two errors and couldn't get back on. I just, mate, I can't understand it. I tried to watch highlights and break it down. I was looking for an injury. But he's up barking. He was yelling at players in the second half. And there was that one where the ball went out off our kick, Nico Hines. Fafita's in the background, absolutely giving it to whoever missed it. So... Unless there's an injury I don't know about, I mean, I'm, I'm flabbergasted, to be totally honest. Hamlin Uwelli, who has been in career best form this year, played 24 minutes. Royce Hunt played 37. Toby Rudolph played 46. Andrew Fafita played 15. So your two bench props in Fafita and Brayden Hamlin Uwelli didn't play 40 minutes between. Yeah, they just... We were too small up the middle for that time, you know? Now, another player who gave me the shits, and he continuously does in these kinds of games. If Britain Cora didn't go looking for enough work, played 93 minutes and ran for 61 metres. That's pretty bad. Considering Teague Wilk came off the bench and ran for 106 metres. Now, fair enough, Nakora made 55 tackles. I get that, but the form that you've been in, the lines that you've been running, the hit-ups you've been taking, brother, in a semi-final, you need to show why you earned that contract. Look, put it this way, the most competitive spot at the moment, at the World Cup, is the Kiwis bench, mm-hmm. and those performances aren't going to get you in there. No, no, I, I didn't. I barely noticed Nakora at all this week. Yep. And you look to him for the big play, but I'm willing, I'm willing to say it right now. Teague Wilton's the future, not Britain Nakora. No, well, yeah. Look, I think I think a rotation of Teague, Talakai, and Britain Nakora is as, as good as you get in the in the NRL. Now, some big performances: Ronaldo Mbola Tyler, two hundred seventy-five meters; Cissi Talakai, two hundred thirty-seven meters, and a try. Yeah, look, he got run around by Peter Hiku, but that was just a bad set. Uh, that was just a bad defensive play. We 
allowed two offloads. We allowed Jason Tomalolo to throw a spiral pass from left to right, 30 metres, and we were shot. Mm. We were shot. Now, Wade Green was nowhere to be seen at that point in time helping out Taylor Guy, so he was covering inside and outside men. Ken McInnes, as you mentioned, 175 metres and a try, defended his ass off. Jesse Ramian, look, it finished with 170 metres. I, I thought, you know, in a different game from Jesse, made an error, gave away a penalty. Was it a penalty? Yes, it was. But um, And then Wade Graham, 130 metres, but seven missed tackles, mate. You're like a leader in this team. You can't go missing seven tackles. Matt Moylan missed 10 tackles, mm. right? And you don't look at it and go, well, Jesus, Moylan's, that was it. You know, he was rushing up, putting the first body on Nanai, putting the first body on Tom Lolo so someone else could go in there and slow him down. He was hitting Ruben Cotter. Like, okay, you, you can expect Matt Moylan to miss 10 tackles because he's like James Maloney. He puts his body on the line so someone else can go and clean up his shit. But you don't expect Wade Graham to miss seven tackles in the semi-final. No, you don't. And I, I think that screams alarm bells for us this week. I know we're South are going all night and it's down our left-hand side because... Our three probably weakest defenders are side by side there. The stat, I mean, the stats don't lie, mate. There's going to be a lot of traffic go that way. Again, you can't make the change this week, but Talakai's not starting a left centre in round one next year. No, he's not, and we'll, we'll pin that there. There was a, there was an interesting battle that was hyped going into this um, contest, and. It was not the not the Nico Hines Chad Townsend because we know Nico Hines won that. Blake Braley versus Reese Robson, and Blake Braley has a long way to go if he wants to be an elite number nine in this because he got absolutely bathed by Reese Robson. Yeah, Reese Robson's a far more complete player at this stage. I still rate Braley with all my might, but he's not there yet. So you know to expect that performance from him, I want to see more from him this week because. South Sydney's forwards are depleted, as you know. Burgess has been ruled out officially today, yesterday by the time most people hear this. So there's an opportunity for Bradley to run. Do you have his running metres there by any chance? 26 running metres. Yeah, see, that in a 90-plus minute game is not good enough. It's not. It's absolutely not. Considering Reese Robson ran for 100 metres. Yeah, and Bradley yeah. is a running hooker. Yes. Yeah. And, and people are going to turn around and go, Blake Bradley made 58, uh, 68 tackles. Reese Robson made 59 from 59 tackles. Yeah. They were out there for the same amount of time. Like that, that For mine, that was a shocking game from Braley. Yeah, two. And, and again, it brings into it, he had a bad game and his game management sucked with five minutes ago. Yeah, he and Kennedy were both well below par, which is a real shame because we've been keeping up for both you know, all year. So again, lessons will be learned because you know, I think what this is Braley's second or third final. Twenty twenty and twenty twenty two, so yep. second five. So there you go. So I mean I look overall I wasn't disappointed. I thought we played well but bad if that makes sense. Look, I, I straight up am just of the opinion that we've overachieved this year and anything extra from or anything from now is an extra. In saying that, given the news of today and I've seen the teams we need to beat Seas to truly justify the season. Next week, all right, if Penrith come out and flog us, so what? Penrith are going to win the Premiership anyways. That, that's done as far as I'm concerned. But I think our season comes down to this Saturday night now, whether it's judged as success or a failure, which, you know, even six, eight weeks ago, I think would have been hugely unfair. But that's where we're at. Yeah, look, and, and you know, let's... Let's go into this. Oh, before, you know, you, you and I both just said that we don't think Talapo will be 
left centre. Kaylee Rowe was named the New South Wales Cup Player of the Year this year, playing left centre, and he, I think he played two games at left edge back rower as well. Yeah, uh, a couple at fullback. He's he's a freak. You know, most people saw him play. You know, for the Cook Islands at fullback, and people were like, "Oh, this kid stood out because he really did." You know, dominated team that night, and obviously we were, we were watching him being the sharp connection. If he's not left centre round one next year, I will be shockingly, shockingly surprised. I would be look. It's a difficult conversation to have, but I would be saying to Wade Graham that there is an off-field spot for you at the club. If you want a contract to play, it's not guaranteed every week that you're going to play because Kaylee Rowe is going to take the left centre. Talakai is going to move one in and play left edge back row. T. Root's going to be on the bench and you're going to have to buy your time. You can be the club captain. It's fine. But you're almost going to have to take on a Fafita Tolman leadership role and just be ready to play when you're up there. Otherwise, come jump on the coaching staff, mate. Completely you know, fair. You come, you come out in the papers the other day saying you're doing the same coaching course as Benji Marshall. Well, sink your teeth into it. Or go overseas and play in the Super League for a couple of years and then come back. Yeah, look, like I said, there's an assistant role there. He may be the coach of the, the Sharks when you know Fitzy retires. So I, I think that you know if we get beat this week, then we need a shift. If we win, then you know we, we go for another week. But those that haven't seen Eero play, go to the Jets – Twitter account, I think it might have been on Instagram, Facebook as well. Click the video and watch this kid go. Keeping in mind, this is New South Wales Cup, but his speed, his footwork, this guy is Valentine Holmes all over, except he's bigger. So get excited. You know, I don't I don't want to over-talk the kid, but trust me when I say he's going to be something special. Yeah, look, he had, he had an indifferent game in his, on his debut against the Dogs. He was, you know, four errors on debut. Remember, Ronaldo Bolotalo had four errors on debut as well, but Ronnie didn't run for 180 metres. Or have 13 tackle breaks. Yeah, so Eero was like, he was solid without being spectacular that night, and obviously nerves got the better of him. But I guarantee you, if, you, if Fitz sits him down, looks him man to man in the eye and says, if you have the off-season of all off-seasons, you'll be our left centre, and you're probably going to give it a shake for rookie of the year. Back the kids to, to bring it in. Now, we play this Saturday night against the South Sydney Rabbitohs at uh, the brand new Allianz Stadium. We need to paint a black, white, and blue. I've got tickets, you've got tickets, everyone got tickets except Rich Ossington because he's a dog and he went to the Swans yeah. game. No, that, uh, that, that's not completely true. Well, he's going to the Swans game. Uh, he's not. He didn't get tickets no, to the Swans game. I, he, I think I've been baited into saying that. Sorry, Rich. Now, look, Rich and I actually might I know, be... I, know, I think we're going to the pub beforehand to yeah, watch this one. Yeah, I think we're going to the Jets before we come to the pub. So, like real fans, Terry and I were at the women's grand final, and I will be at the Jets prelim with Rich. Now, I know you can't go because of family commitments. That's completely fine. A lot of fake fans out there, Terry. There are. Cleve. Um, <laughs> Vossi. Um, sorry. Not James. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. um, now the Sesame Rabbitohs have named a team today, which doesn't strike a lot of fear in me. One because Tom Burgess is out of the team, but have a look at that, and I think there's a lot of battles across the park that we we do win. Now, obviously, they've got three players in their in their lineup that you know on their day could be the best players in their position. Obviously, the Trell Mitchell was outstanding against the Rabbitohs uh, against the Roosters.
emotional performances in tears at the end of the game when everyone was cheering and, and chanting his name. Now, Cody Walker has had an indifferent season, and I probably put him on. He's probably just above Matt Moylan. Mm-hmm. Damien Cook, as well as the number nine, he is all class. Other than that, we take him across the park. I'd throw Cam Murray in there as a fourth. Oh, yeah. Cam but. Dale Finucane's been there and done what he's done when he was younger. So Yeah, no, can't disagree. Look, yeah, you shut those three down. I know it's a big if, but, mate, there's no way Latrell plays that well again this weekend. We said on Outlaws, this is a bloke that plays better with a chip on his shoulder. You know, all week he was told, you know, you lost last week, you suck, it's our stadium, etc., etc. He came out and gave the Roosters a big fuck you. We just, it's so far so good. We just need to shut up. Yeah. Now, Junior Totola is... You know, one player who, you know, on his day, he's an absolute wrecking ball. I've had a look at his stats this year. The most minutes he's played in the game is 45 minutes. So when he's on the field, we need to limit the, one, the impact that he has, but two, the amount of time that Sassy can have the ball. If we keep dropping the ball and turning it over, he's going to rip through us. We did last time we played him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, another player who did off the bench, Tom Burgess, 170 metres. I'm very surprised. I'm not surprised that... They took a suspension. But what, what people don't realise is you can go to the judiciary and say, okay, look, you can suspend me, but I want to downgrade. Yep. Now, obviously, if you go there, you obviously run that risk where if they don't downgrade it, you're stuck with two weeks, or if they upgrade it, you get three. There's a World, there's a world Cup coming up. You've got to back yourself. You got Like, South Sydney needed to back themselves and go, let's try for the downgrade. If we get the downgrade, he only misses the Sharks. If we win, he's back to the Panthers. But instead, they've gone, well, you can miss the Sharks and Panthers and hope we get in the grand final. Like, I don't get it, but I'm happy. Now, their yeah. bench their bench is nothing. It's at, you know, Michael Cheekham's on it. Sevilla Havili's on it. Now, he, he did play quite well against us last time, but I, I, I'd be struggling to name anyone else on that bench. Yeah. Look, we have a far better bench. I, I think that's fair. To be fair, though, I, I say that about us against most benches. It really comes down to Trell and Cody. Like, yeah. last time we played him, we kept the Trell quiet. Now, he did come to life in the second half, which is when they got on top of us. Did miss a couple of kicks. He's not going to miss him this weekend, so we need to get in his ear. Now, I would put, I would start Cam McInnes this week and get him to hit Cody Walker early. Legally, of course, if anyone's listening. Legally, of course, wink, wink, but definitely push the line. Because we saw him do something in, what, the 20th minute last time we played. And Cody Walker's still bitching about it today. So this guy's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's not a player like Latrell who plays well with a chip. He just looks at the chip, yells at the chip, and becomes a freaking, you know, a bitch, to be totally honest. he He's like Cam Munster the other night, who missed a tackle, turned around and yelled at his teammates. That's Cody Walker all the time when he's upset. So I would be into him early and often. And I, I would, I just, you know, I don't believe in the power of prayer, but if you're going to pray that Latrell has a bad game this week because if he doesn't play well, then we go a long, long, long way to win in this game. There's talk that Campbell Graham's only on one leg or, or 50-50 at some stage. You know, I, I love Campbell Graham. I, I'm shocked that he wasn't in the New South Wales talk, you know, especially when Staggs was chosen and had a shocker in game one. So if, if he's under strength, that definitely helps us. I saw some idiot, and I hate to give these losers airtime, but I'm going to this once. He does a so-and-so is better than so-and-so as a direct competition. He had Isaiah Taths over Jesse Ramian. 
So I've called him out and I may block him because I have no time for that nonsense. In what world, Terry, is Tass better than anyone, let alone Jesse Ramian? Look, look, Tass has been very good in his rookie year, but he's not better than Jesse Ramian. The other the other glaring weakness that you've got is Alex Johnston up against uh Connor Tracy. Now Alex Johnston's not you know, he's not gonna be he's not the same type of player, like he's not uh, uh, Connor Tracy who just rips and tears on his hit ups or like a Brian Toto, but what Alex Johnson is is a try scorer. Mm. So we've got to know that they're gonna go left. You've got to have that defensive game plan. You've just got to be up early and you've got to shut down the time that they have. Now, if Latrell Mitchell beats you with a freak pass, that's fine. But he's not going to beat you with a freak pass every single time. Mm-hmm. You've got to be up. You've got to take the time away. You have to take the time away from these guys. If you take the time away from Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, we win the game. The other thing as well, quick play the balls cannot happen. Yeah, true. Now, I don't think they have the forward pack to hurt us. They've just got they've just got the freaks that can hurt us. I'm going to pick us to win this game. I'm going to pick us to win by 13 plus. Really, a little bit more confident than I am. I was really nervous, and I pretty much written off our our chances after the Cowboys loss because I I think South are better than the Cowboys straight up. I would rather play the Cowboys in any given day than South. Looking at their side, though, with Burgess out and thinking, you know, if Campbell Graham's not 100% and, you know, Lachlan Ilias, you know, it's his first series, he's probably going to be overawed. He's had two two big games, not particularly good games, but huge spherical games. There'll be a third one this weekend. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm a tip Cronulla. I genuinely feel like we can win this, but I don't think it'll be a 13-plus, put it that way. I think it'll be one of those we'll be leading by two and maybe score late. So six to last, eight. Last time we played uh, South Sydney in a, in a finals game was in 2015. That was the Jack Bird, Luke Lewis Masterclass. We beat him 26 points to 12. Anthony Tupo also had a, a great game. Running down memory lane with some nostalgia there. But I think it's going to be the, the, a similar kind of scoreline. I'll take that. We, we've got points in us. We've got lots of points in us. We've also got the defensive staunch because you've got to know that hopefully Wade Graham can't play that bad again. Dalfinu can definitely won't ever play that bad again. We need that defensive staunch. Last time we played South, we had it. They had a huge amount of possession on our line. Didn't score. Now, they did get us late, you know, forcing it to extra time. But, you know, in, in this sort of game, if we hold them and frustrate them, we can get 12 up. And if we lead by 12, it's it's game over sort of thing. That staunch is gone. Last week, we didn't have it. And we didn't have it in the, against the Knights. So I'm hoping Fitz, you know, gets up them a little bit this week. Now, they did say... In the, in the presser, I believe, after, that they'll be taking the foot off the pedal a little bit, which is which is a smart move given they've just played extra time and then some. So it's a big week. We've had a day more rest than South. I don't know if that really matters this time of year. But put, put it this way, if Cronulla aren't up for this game, then they've really let themselves down because they're saying all the right things, they're doing all the right things. The media talk this week has been fantastic. It's all been positive. It's all been, yep, we know we fucked up. We're going to make good this week. You know, everything is there, Terry, for a Cronulla win this weekend. I think the only way we lose this game is if we beat ourselves. And by that, I mean we lose the ball early. We give away stupid penalties. If South go 12 points up, we're fucked. So the first try is really important. But if we concede it, our heads can't go down. I can't see a game... It's anything like 13 plus. I just, I just can't see it. I'm hoping we go out 20 nil at half time. 
and I can enjoy football for once. You know, it's been a long time, but I just I just can't see it. Shark, Sharks by six, seven. I think Nico kicks another field goal just to rub it in right on full time. I don't know why I have this supreme confidence about me, but I'm just I'm, I'm picturing that we're finally going to play a perfect game of football. It's due, and we deserve it. The boys have put in such an effort; they deserve it. And on that note, Dan, we're not we're not going to talk about the other game. Huh? We're not going to talk about the other game. Mr. Fake Fan here, if you want to go, I'll take it. The Jets are playing in a prelim. We've already spoken about it. Not enough. The side this week is far better than it was last week. Braden Trindle's back to play seven. Now, I read up on the rules and I, I confirmed this. Trindle can play for the Jets as long as the Sharks are still in the finals. So if we lose this week and the Jets go through, Trindle can't play the grand final because he hasn't played enough games. But what he's available for the selection because Cronulla aren't selecting him. He's not in the top 17. So he can play New South Wales Cup. So it's supremely important we win that. Jaden Beryl's back. Thank the great Lord himself, Matt Moylan. We need him because this week, this past week, we were fucking disgusting. That was the worst I've seen the Jets play for many, many months. Billy Magulius is out of the halves, which is great. Frank and Pele's not been named, which annoys me, but otherwise, 1-17. Uh, there you go, 1-17. Very, very, very strong. I'm hoping to see Lockie Miller come into fullback on the day. But either way, mate, I think we're going to a grand final. I'm going to ask you, if Lockie Miller comes into fullback, what are you going to do with young Kate Dykes? I'd put him to the halves, and I would move uh, Metcalf to the bench because Metcalf was really bad this week, and I know he got hurt, and I want to have him there to sort of put him on wherever. You can put him on in the centres. Well, there's, there's even more pressure than on Cronulla to win this weekend, so that way uh, Brad Trindle will play in the grand final. Which is very important because with Trindle, we can win that. So. Yep. Absolutely, we can. Um, also, the, what really hurt Brad Trindle uh, not being named in the, the final uh, round of the competition, he got appendicitis. And if he had played for Newtown in the final round of the season against the Bulldogs, he would have qualified. Ah, I hate it. But that's okay, mate. Both teams are going to win this week. we got a grand final prelim. It's coming up. And now we can do it. We can do it, mate. Hail, mate, Wyland. <laughs>